Welcome to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. On this show, we discuss topics relating to the exterior building envelope, such as waterproofing, glazing, cladding, roofing, and more. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. For previous episodes, show notes, and bonus video content, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com. Now, here's your host for the Everything Building Envelope podcast, Paul Beers. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. have a really interesting guest today, John Babin with Sika. And John, thanks for coming on the show today. Great to be here. So we're going to be talking flashings for windows and doors, which is a pretty interesting topic because it's changed a lot over the last five, ten years. We used to cut up pieces of metal and try and piece them together and poke holes in them with fasteners and have them not leak. And now there's a whole new family of fluid applied materials that really make things they're just way better and, and a lot easier to do. But before we get into that, John, would you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. I uh, started in the industry uh, as a uh, regional manager for uh, one of the largest waterproofing suppliers in Florida. I was uh, there for about a total of 10 years. From there, I started my own waterproofing and window and door installation company. I had that for about seven years. And then based on some things that, that ended up changing, we ended up closing that company. And I've been with Sika now for a total of uh, about three years. And now I'm the, the district manager for Sika Corporation for the commercial refurbishment ceiling and bonding division is what we call it for Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and the Caribbean. Great. I know Seek is a name I think that most listeners are familiar with, but in case there's some that aren't, could you tell us a little bit about Seeka also? I sure can. Seeka is a, a global company. We've been around for about 110 years. We're made up of about seven different target markets. And, and basically, I had mentioned the commercial refurbishment, ceiling and bonding. That's one target market that, that deals basically with concrete repair and sealants and waterproofing uh, products. And then we also have a concrete division that deals with admixtures we have a, a, and concrete itself. And we have a, a flooring, a specialty flooring division, which deals with interior flooring and epoxy flooring and, and hospital floors and all kinds of special floors. We also have a roofing division called Sika Sarnafil. They deal with PVC roofs. And we have recently acquired LM Schofield, so they're now called Sika Schofield. And then we also have Sika Green Streak, and Sika Green Streak is below-grade waterproofing. So basically what it allows us to do is, as a company, we can single-source projects really basically from the bottom up, right? From below-grade all the way up outside the windows, inside, and up to the roof. So what's the advantage of being able to single source from one manufacturer from, as you say, from in the ground right on up to the roof? Probably the largest advantage of a single source is we know what is compatible with what and what adheres to what. So in other words, some of the most uh, vulnerable areas of a building envelope 
are the connections from one waterproofing piece to another waterproofing piece. And when you're dealing with multiple manufacturers, oftentimes you run into the situation where one might not be compatible with another. And if there is a failure, uh, you obviously run into the situation where you have the the blame game, right? Uh, everyone pointing the fingers at each other. So the, frankly, the largest benefit of a single source is if you use a, a project that goes Sika from ground up and there is a problem on that project, there's one call to make and one company to bring to the table. But hopefully all the homework's been done ahead of time and you won't have that issue because we already know, again, what's compatible with what works where. So you avoid all those situations in the future. Yeah, that's, uh, that's well said. You know, the other thing that we've run across at GCI Consultants on projects is where even if things are compatible, we've had manufacturers, and I'm not saying Seco is one of them because I'm certainly not thinking of Seco when I say this, where they basically have warranty exclusions if other materials are used adjacent to theirs, which creates problems, especially if you find out about it after you've already halfway through the project. So we're going to talk about window flash in my little presentation when we started about the evolution of flashings. And you agree with that, I assume? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. Um, the, the fluid applied materials have really helped from our perspective as, you know, consultants and quality control side has really helped simplify things and help get better results. You can, um, it's a lot easier to inspect. You don't have as much blind uh, penetrations and putting holes in things as you used to. And you can really just tell, it's just better technology and you can tell what you're getting. So um, what are some of the largest challenges you see right now pertaining to window and door flashing? Well, what I would say is, and I echo your comments about flashings are really a good thing for our industry. But in that being said, as it's become, as it's been flourishing and there's more and more flashings out there, more and more manufacturers are coming out with products that could be used potentially as flashings. And so there seems to be kind of a wholesale confusion almost in the entire marketplace um, about flashing. So, I mean, I would say when it comes to the challenges, the largest challenges I see personally is just a complete, a wholesale lack of education in our industry about flashings in general. And, and that really gets into different things from code requirements to application techniques, just to the technologies themselves of the flashing, which technology really should be used where, you know, and how. I would say one of the biggest areas I see an issue with is the application techniques of flashings. Since there is such a lack of education in the industry, and that, that's why it's so important that I think there is a consultant involved in a project that is educated and understands flashings, because I see it far too often where a contractor just applies a waterproofing product around a window and door opening. And since no one on the job really understands the requirements of a flashing or the application techniques of a flashing, they may think that window or door has been properly flashed when indeed it hasn't because the manufacturer's instructions or the manufacturer's recommendations were not followed. That lack of education in the application of flash is a big deal, as well as the technology. You know, I, I know we had mentioned a little while ago compatibility, but I would say 
you know, we're seeing significant failures in the marketplace from other manufacturers of flashings and sealants, only because what's happening is compatibility between a perimeter seal and a flashing may or may not be known. Usually you have different trades applying, uh, you may have a waterproofer applying the flashing and then a window installer installing the perimeters. And if they're not working together and if the specifications aren't calling for two products that are compatible, what we're finding is people are installing flashings that actually there's some flashings that have an alcohol cure. And as you know, Paul, alcohol is a nemesis of sealants, right? It'll inhibit the cure of polyurethanes, hybrids, silicones, whatever it may be. And, and so we've seen many situations where people are installing these waterproofing products that have alcohol cure, and then they're caulking to them while those products are curing. So it inhibits the cure of the perimeter seal. And so now you have a wholesale failure on the entire project of sealant that just never cures. And so a lot of pain and financial loss can be can certainly be averted if the proper for education is there on the flashing and the sealant on a building. And it's the case of dotting your I's and crossing your T's sometimes. What's funny is when you were talking about this, I was just thinking to myself, you know, there's one other challenge that we see out there. We have clients who say, why the hell do I have to use this stuff at all? It's, you know, it's costing me a lot of money. And uh, we've had to go through, in some cases, mock-up testing with and without and whatnot to demonstrate the need. And it is a standard of care or state-of-the-art in the industry now to use flashings, fluid-applied, typically around window and door openings, where it used to be nobody put anything in there. And, you know, we're building better buildings now, obviously. You were talking about failure. So... What are some of the manifestations that you see in failures? I mean, one that comes to mind, obviously, is something doesn't stick to something else. Mm-hmm. What are, are, are there other things that you've seen out there? The failure sure mode where improper materials were used? Yep, and great question. Probably, I would say the two largest failures we see are the, as I mentioned earlier, the incompatible perimeter sealant with the flashing. So you have sealant failure and, and obviously water infiltration there. The second failure we see is oftentimes uh, stucco is applied on top of these liquid applied flashings. And there's usually a special method to make sure that the stucco adheres to the uh, flashing. And if that method is not followed, you can get a stucco failure to where the stucco will delaminate because stucco is just not going to adhere all by itself to a, a liquid applied flashing. So we certainly see that. Those would be the top two failure issues we see. What does SICA do with their application to make sure or to facilitate the stucco bonding to it? Well, we have really two different options when it comes to flashings for stucco application. For instance, our liquid applied flashing uh, is a product that you simply after you spread it out, and it's called the the Cicaflex 102 Everflash, but you spread it out and you broadcast sand into it to refusal. The benefit of Cica's liquid applied flashing is that it's a little heavier bodied than most on the market. And so, albeit some other manufacturers also will recommend sanding to refusal, the issue we see over there is that there's just not enough body, there's not enough viscosity to their material to hold the sand. And so what happens is the sand 
itself releases from the flashing. And so, again, you have the stucco failure. So with the Sika product, there's enough body that you truly can saturate the flashing with sand. Usually it's an oven-dried silica sand. And then we have no issues whatsoever of stucco adhering to it. The other option we have is we do have a flexible cementitious waterproofing. And I, I do want to emphasize the flexible because that's very important when it comes to especially CMU. Right? You wouldn't be using a, a flexible cementitious waterproofing on a wood frame building, obviously. But if you are dealing with CMU, it's very important that the cementitious product you do you use, if you are using one, is flexible and able to take some sort of well, flex. But the benefit of that is you don't have to do anything to it. It's simply brush applied around the entire window or door opening and, you know, onto the face of the CMU. And when the stucco contractor comes along, you know, nobody has to do anything special to it. They just simply install their stucco as they would in a normal application. Is one, uh, is liquid applied and cementitious, how, how do they compare price-wise? Is one more or less than the other? Yeah, you're going to have the cementitious is going to be less expensive than the liquid applied, but you have, you always have your pros and cons, right? You'll have your benefits of one over the other. And the benefit of a liquid applied, obviously, is it's seamless, but the probably the biggest benefit of the liquid applied is that you're able, with ours, you can caulk to it with the perimeter seal as quickly as two hours after application. So for those projects that you know, they're taking out a window, they have to flash the opening, put in a new window, and then caulk the perimeter. And it doesn't matter if you're using, we know with our technology, with, with our liquid applied flashing, if you're using any Sika, either urethane or a Sika hybrid or a Sika silicone, all three of those technologies will adhere and are fully compatible to our, our liquid applied flashing uh, as quickly as two hours after the flashing is installed. So, if you're in a fast track project and you want to get a window in and out, caulked, you know, flashed and caulked, certainly liquid applied would be the way to go. When it comes to the cementitious, the, the flexible cementitious, the benefit on that with that product, again, is it's a little less expensive than the liquid applied, but you do need a little bit more time. So in other words, after you apply the cementitious to a window or door opening, we don't want the bucks installed or, or any caulking to it for three days. So you need to allow that cementitious product to cure. So that's where oftentimes what we'll see is in a new construction situation where, you know, they just need to waterproof these window openings and, and they're going to come back a few days later and install the bucks and then the windows. That's perfectly fine and works out very well. But, you know, again, when you're in a fast track project and you don't have three days to wait before you can install the bucks and the windows, then you just go with the liquid applied flashing. That's interesting. I was talking to a contractor that we worked with on a very large high-rise building a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that was telling me that they had an issue. It was a different manufacturer with the broadcasting the sand into the liquid applied material and the sand, you know, the workmanship wasn't good, apparently. He was frustrated because he didn't really have any way to police it. You know, you've got a very large, high, I won't tell any stories, but I don't want to give it away, but very high building and you can't watch installers the whole time. You just can't do it. You can spot check and things like that. And they ended up with an issue with the delaminating stucco. 
around the window opening. So I think what I'm going to do when we finish this podcast is um, send him an advanced copy so he can hear about the cementitious because that was a new construction project where he would have time for that. It's interesting with the fast cure time on the liquid applied, you know, we have projects that we have selected waterproofing for that very reason. We did a really large job in Miami Beach that was an existing building and it was a hotel. It wasn't occupied because it was a major, major renovation, but window had to come out and go back in the same day. And you had to have a fast curing material in order to make that happen. So I think that's something that probably comes up more than people would think, and it's really important. Yep, I agree. And no, Paul, as you mentioned earlier, what we can do, the best thing we can do is alleviate the, the human error. Right? There are, it is human. We have to understand that this industry, you know, sometimes the application of products, and, and I'm talking more specifically to sand, right? Sanding these liquid applied flashing, you know, they may sand it better Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you know, because Mondays the guys might be dragging and Fridays the guys might want to be out of there. This is still, there's human touch to sanding the material. So it is important to recognize that, you know, maybe this project, if you have the time, you know, it's better to, to keep it as simple as possible and as easy as possible. Now, that being said, and I just, you know, one thing I do want to mention about our liquid applied flashing is we did keep that keep it simple mentality in mind for the workers, you know, in that our flashing is used for everything when it comes to that window opening. So to extrapolate on that, you know, when you're installing a liquid applied sealant, you need to caulk all the 90s. You need to, uh, if there's any cracks, you need to caulk all the cracks. And then you install your liquid applied flashing. And then when they put the buck on, they need to embed the buck in a sealant. And then they need to caulk the buck and caulk all the 90s and then, and then flash the buck. Now, there's many manufacturers have multiple products to do all those things. The benefit of the Sika 102 Everflash is you use that product for everything. So you're not mixing and matching. There's not a chance of your guy picking up the wrong material and talking the 90 or the crack with the wrong one, you know, or vice versa, right? So it is a very user-friendly product or keep it simple product. With the exception of you do need to sand it if you're going to put stucco over it. So I'm a huge fan of simple and easy. Having seen so many projects and so many systems where when things aren't simple and easy, they don't always go well. And the easier, the better, I think. So using one material as opposed to two or three, if you've got multiple materials and a lot of workmanship involved, you're almost guaranteed that you're going to have a problem, I think. Maybe not, but generally that seems to be the way things end up. And this is such a critical area with you know keeping water out of the building and stucco delamination is another huge issue. And as buildings are completed, stucco and water infiltration are probably two of the biggest drivers of post-construction claims. So it's vitally important to really pay attention to what you're using, how you're doing it, and having a, I guess, a reasonable plan to get it done properly. Because even if, you know, you have a consultant on the job like our firm, there's only so much we can do. We can't sit there with the crew 
and watch every single opening be applied. You know, we can spot check, but you, you can't keep up with it all. So it's, it's really got to be a good system, good QC program, and, and easy or, or you're, give you the best chance for success. Right. I agree. And understanding the limitations of the products you're using as well. And, you know, in talking about the failures, one thing I didn't mention is exactly that, the limitations of the products, because we do find another area that we see failures is simply someone may have installed a a liquid applied flashing at the time properly. However, there's some liquid applied flashings that are not UV stable. And so if they're exposed to the UV for two weeks, uh, 30 days, uh, any, any length of time, that product has already started to break down. And so then when you do come in and put in the window and install the primer seal, you have an issue because now you're already dealing with either a chalky product or a a situation where the UV has broken the product down. So understanding the limitations of the products that you're dealing with and really using them to fit into the true schedule of projects is an absolutely critical topic as well. So you talk about UV stable. I'm guessing your products are UV stable? Yes. Both the liquid applied and the cementitious can be exposed without issue to UV for any length of time. We really don't have an issue. The thing that would happen with the liquid applied, because it is white in color, is it may tend to yellow. You know, if it's exp- if it's out there for you know, six months or nine months, it might start to get a little uh, yellow, but that's not affecting the performance of the product, nor is it affecting the ability for the perimeter sealant uh, to adhere to the product, assuming it's a secret perimeter sealant. And the cementitious, obviously, we have no issues with that being exposed as well. This made me think of something else. What type of surface preparations needed before you apply these materials to the raw, rough opening? The biggest thing is just clean and dry. You really just don't want any loose latents on it. And you want to try substrate unless you're installing the cementitious. The cementitious, you would actually SSD or, or saturate surface dry is what we call it. You would moisten the concrete first and then install the cementitious. But for a, a liquid applied, it needs to be clean. It needs to be dry. There are a couple of things that, you know, again, if there's cracks, you want to detail the cracks. Sometimes there may be holes. For instance, there's... Um, some projects we do when they're tearing out a window and they may pull a fastener out and now you have a hole uh, the size of uh, you know half of a golf ball there. Typically, you would want to fill that in before doing the liquid applied flashing. Now, Seco, we do have products. We have a very fast cure epoxy product that you would just, it's shot out of a tube and you could fill a hole like that and it cures immediately. So you can just keep moving forward with it. And of course, you maintain the single source warranty on the whole opening. But most important factors are clean and dry if you're dealing with liquid applied. You mentioned warranty. What are the warranties that come with these products? Well, with our product, we actually give a system warranty if they use both our flashing, either the liquid applied flashing or the cementitious for that matter, and our one of our sealants as the perimeter seal. Uh, will provide a five-year window opening warranty, window opening waterproofing warranty as a system. So that covers both the perimeter seal and the flashing. 
Now, there's times that, for instance, if someone uses our hybrid, our hybrid sealant, which is the Sika Hyflex 150 LM, we can give a 10-year warranty on the uh, on the perimeter seal. And if they use one of our silicones, like the Sika Seal 295, we can give a 20-year. So basically, what you're looking at is a minimum of a five-year system warranty, and it could go higher than that based on the perimeter sealant. That's and so if you've got this stuff in the wall with a five-year warranty and you're using a 20-year sealant, it sounds like, you know, there's a gap there. But I guess what the reality is that obviously it lasts a lot longer than five years. So you get through the first five years and you're, you're probably good to go for, for quite a while, I would guess. Absolutely. Yep. You're right. So we talked a lot, you know, the variables with the pros and the cons with each of the would apply and cementitious. Can you use either one of them in all applications or what, what, how do you pick one or the other, I guess? You know, the only one that if you needed to use one for all applications, it would be the liquid applied. And that's because that can coat the window opening as well as the window buck. And, you know, you're fine with that. When you do use our flexible cementitious, you're using the, the flexible cementitious, which is the Seekatop Seal 107, around the window opening. But then the buck itself gets flashed with the liquid applied, the 102 ever flash. So it, when you're using the, the cementitious, it's a combination of the liquid applied and the cementitious. And when you're using the liquid applied, uh, the 102, you're only using that. So I guess if you were to use just one product, you certainly can do that with the, uh, the 102 ever flash. And then if you were using, if your substrate was was not masonry, you know, it was wood frame or gypsum sheathing or something like that, then I'm guessing that the liquid applied would be the way to go there. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, the other benefit of a, of a liquid applied is it does go over so many different, a variety of surfaces, a variety of substrates. So when you are dealing with whatever it may be, it may be wood frame and chipboard or, or whatever the other substrate may be, you can certainly do that. All you do is you caulk the seams, again, with the 102 Everflash, so you're not using multiple products. You use that product itself to caulk all the seams every, everywhere there's a connection, and then you coat the whole area with the Everflash. So certainly when you're dealing with multiple substrates, that's the, the product to go with. So obviously this material has really come a long way, or, or window flashing in general has come a long way. As I said in the beginning, I'm aging myself, but I remember back to the days when before you installed the window, you'd have to take a piece of sheet metal and bend it and break it and put in dams on it and seal it. And it was just a mess and it was so hard to do it correctly. And then if you had to put fasteners in, you would have, you know, basically putting holes in it and the fluid applied materials have really, really upped the game and help the technology tremendously. So it's, it's great to see. And it sounds like Sika has some really good solutions for uh, people to, to use that utilize the technology, basically. Yeah, we sure. And the other benefit of the flashing is you're protecting the bond line of that perimeter seal. You know, I mean, we see it far too often where, depending on the, the sealant technology used around that perimeter of the window opening. But for instance, when it's to say a concrete block, it may adhere perfectly fine 
during the course of the project, say there's no flashing used, that perimeter sealant may adhere fine to the block. But if there's a failure and say that there's a, let's say it's stucco and the stucco cracks and that block gets saturated and that sealant bond line now is essentially saturated for a long period of time, that sealant can lose adhesion to that concrete block and now you have a failure, a water infiltration failure. So that's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of flashings is because you're truly protecting the bond line of the sealant because if for whatever reason water ever does get behind that flashing and it will never get through the flashing. So you're protected. You've protected the bond line of the sealant, which is obviously the most uh, critical part of keeping water out of your building. So you know, I would love to see flashings used everywhere. I still like pulling teeth sometimes to have people use them because they do see the extra cost, but it's really <laughs> such a long-term value for a building. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. I know you can do it. I know manufacturers' recommendations, but I, I've never liked applying sealant material directly to masonry. It just doesn't seem like it would be an ideal bonding surface. So if you can prep that surface and then have a better material to bond it to, I'm a fan. I agree. So really interesting, really important for the listeners, I think, also to hear the reasons to, to use these new technology flashing materials. And as I say, we're, we're building better buildings now, and this is one of the big advances that, that I've seen over the last five or ten years, and it's becoming a lot more widespread, and it's really good stuff. So really interesting, John. Thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We'll have to get you back for another topic because this is really interesting stuff. And I know the listeners really, really enjoy it as well. So right. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you, Paul. Okay, great. So I want to remind everybody that we have the Everything Building Envelope newsletter. And if you'd like to receive that, all you need to do is text the word Building Envelope. That's all one word, Building Envelope, to 22828. So if you'd like to receive the Everything Building Envelope newsletter, just text the word Building Envelope to 22828. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, this is Paul Beer saying so long. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more information on the Everything Building Envelope, previous episodes, show notes, bonus video content, and much more, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com.